Hello, everyone, and welcome to Renar Voice. This is episode 19. My name is Robert Swatala. I'm one of the co-hosts of Renar Voice, and with me, my co-host, Jeff Mazone. Jeff, how are you? Good morning, Robert. So you're grinning already, so I don't know what's coming. I, I am. I am. And and I I have to do this. And I, I apologize. I know you, you are a humble man. And I no. know th- <laughs> our listeners probably would agree with, with that assessment. Oh, it's all a shtick on the show. Come on. Uh, uh, so um, <laughs> I wanted to make an announcement because I think it's worthy of making an announcement. And you don't know that I'm going to make this announcement, but I wanted our listeners to know that I found out this week that our very own Jeff Mazone received a pretty big award from Liberty University. And he was a recipient of the Ronald E. Hawkins Distinguished Counseling Student Legacy Award. Wow. Wow. That's impressive. And, yep. and, and I'm, from my understanding, it is quite an honor to receive that. So a huge congratulations to you. That's, that's awesome. How do you feel about that? Thanks, bro. Yeah. Um, I didn't really realize what it was. I just got an email like, oh, you're getting this award for graduation. Of course, I haven't graduated yet. Um, so I was like, okay, great. And then people started emailing me after graduation, like, hey, congratulations on the award, you know your name was mentioned. I'm like, what do you mean? My name was mentioned. I just thought it was like, you know, like a Dean's list kind of thing, like 7,000 students. There's probably like 300 people that got this award. (laughs) And I, yeah, all these emails start coming through and I got a phone call from a member or in chapter. I was like, Hey, really great news. Oh, way to go. Awesome. So I'm like, let me go watch the graduation. And then I see like Dr. Brandy Chamberlain, right. The chair of our department gave me an award. Wow. And, uh, so I reached out to Dr. Kirk. I'm like, this is uh, this is kind of big, huh? And she said, yeah, way to go. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's. Uh, and you got the award, right? I mean, it was sent to your house. I, I, I have it. It's right here. Yeah, the, yeah, and it's it's a fancy award too. It's like, fancy, like professionally done, and everything. Not just like a certificate. That's a that's no. A, I know an award, a yeah. major award. Yeah, I know. And honestly, bro, I said this to you before, but like, yeah, I think you're you're a big part of it because you and I have entered into this whole thing together and it's, you know, been a journey and, and I feel like, you know, we support one. I mean, I, this sounds like a Grammy acceptance speech, but yeah, okay. sorry. You can, you can I just, can yeah. I, okay. I mean, we've done this together, you know, and uh, so I, I thanked a lot of professors, but I especially thank you because well, it's, it's an honor. It's an honor. And, and I, I'm so happy for you. It's, it's well-deserved, well, well-earned. Um, I couldn't think of a better candidate and a better recipient of a, a award for that. So congratulations. Thanks friend. for that. Thank you. you That's know. very kind. So enough about us. Oh, our gosh. I know it's way sappier. Our listeners are probably tuned off by now. Sorry, sorry to our guests. Uh, we, you know, we'll hopefully yeah. they hung in there at least, at least for a little bit. Um, so this one, and I, and again, I am, I am intrigued. I'm not going to say I'm excited. I am intrigued with this guest because we're going to talk about something that I don't know much about. So I'm excited, but I'm intrigued to learn a little bit. And I hope our, our listeners are as well, because I think this is something that, 
we do not get much exposure to um, no. in, in class and in the text. So, and that's kind of the the point of this podcast is to, to kind of broaden the horizons a little bit and, and hit on things that we may not get in class and 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 just learn more and grow as counselors. So, Jeff, if you don't mind, could you introduce our guest uh, for today? Yeah, today we have Janae Spencer. Who are, are we allowed to say this? That Janae is actually the first cousin of Dr. Kirk. Can we I say that? Is, is, is that okay? <laughs> yeah, you just did. So I, unless you edited that out. Oh, yeah. Okay. In there. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of cool. So yeah, it was Dr. Kirk's idea. Like, hey, I have my cousin on. Great. But especially with the topic, like like Robert said, ooh, we, uh, yeah, this is something we read a lot about, but we don't actually learn about it. So Janae Spencer is a licensed mental health counselor in Massachusetts and New York and a licensed professional counselor in Virginia. She is board certified in biofeedback and is a certified heart math practitioner. She is also trained in trauma-sensitive yoga for post-traumatic stress disorder through the Trauma Institute in Brookline, Massachusetts. She holds a master's in theology and a master's in counseling. Over the years, she has worked in multiple settings that have shaped her heart and vision for healing through treating the whole person by utilizing techniques that are based in the belief that the physical, mental, and spiritual bodies are intrinsically intertwined. Uh, basically our kind of guest, really. So welcome, Janae. It's so good to have you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for being here. Um, so just to get us going, again, for my benefit and our listeners, can you just share what is biofeedback? How does it work? And, and specifically, how did you get into it? So just to preface, I love this stuff. So if I get too detailed or into it, let me know. I'll back off. Um, But broad strokes, biofeedback is just a way of reflecting back to us in real time what's going on in the body. So there, it's like a wide umbrella, you got neurofeedback, a bunch of different things. I focus primarily on autonomic nervous system feedback, which is looking at our autonomic nervous system, which is like what it sounds, what the things in our body that happen automatically. So our heart is beating, we're digesting, we're breathing without us having to control it. And the two main parts of it are the sympathetic and the parasympathetic. And the sympathetic is the part that's like the high energy, the fight or flight, the stress response. The parasympathetic is the calming, the rest and digest, the relaxation response. So our stress response is stored within the autonomic nervous system. And that's what I'm looking at. You know, if we have anxiety, depression, chronic stress, history of trauma, everything that we experience on emotional level comes from what we're experiencing at a body level as well. So that in a nutshell is kind of the stuff that I'm looking at in a, with a client, with a therapy session and with myself as well. You had asked about where I kind of came from. So I graduated, let's see almost 15 years ago now. And in grad school, a lot of focus was on, you know, talk therapy, cognitive piece, um, which is priceless, obviously. But it's, it's so odd to me, because I always knew, like, even in the back of my, my mind, then that there was going to be more to it for me, like, I just knew in my gut. And over the next few years in my personal life, I just kind of started seeking out more holistic ways of taking care of myself um, 
through diet, through exercise. I became a yoga instructor and incorporating that piece. And as I saw the benefits of it in my own body and in my own system, it just, it made so much sense for it to be integrated into my practice as well. So then I started doing all kinds of trainings and here we are. Janae, you know, I, as you were going there about just the ANS, I was like, wow, this is going to tie into trauma. And then boom, I mean, there, there it is, you know, and, and I know that you're trained in trauma as well. So gosh, I mean, we could just run with that, but I'm curious just as we get into it more, like, can you walk us through like how it works, the, the, the process, if you will, for lack of a better word of like, you know, because I'm, it's not something that happens just in a, in a usual talk therapy setting. Um, you know, what, what happens, the apparatus just, yeah. How does that all work? So typically if someone is coming in to incorporate biofeedback into the therapy session, and I get a, I get a mixture of both in referrals. I get referrals of people who already have an established therapist that they're doing more talk therapy, but they've decided they wanted to incorporate some biofeedback to be able to address what's going on at a body level. And so I just primarily work with that. Some people come and we incorporate it all with me as their primary therapist. But what I often do right in the first couple sessions there is we do a full, what's called a stress profile. And so I would get them hooked up. Um, we get their heart rate, their respiration rate, skin conductance, temperature, CO2 levels. Um, I also include some EMGs for muscle tension. And basically I get them all hooked up to see how their autonomic nervous system is functioning in the present moment. And then I run them through a small stress test. So we put some minor stressors out there. I don't tell them what they are to begin with so that they can be stressful. Um, we see how their body responds. And then there's a recovery piece in between each one. And so we see how their body recovers and comes back down. What I see so often is the body, if someone like I said, is more anxious, has experienced trauma, there's chronic stress, the body has begun to learn to live more in sympathetic dominance, more in that stress response, being more hypervigilant, on alert, because they're chronically facing a stressor, whether real or imagined. And so their body, it has a lot of difficulty activating the parasympathetic, the re relaxation response, the coming back down. I compare into like a car. So in a car, you need the gas pedal, which can be the sympathetic, but you need the brake as well to bring you back down. And what we want to see is those working in balance with one another. The body's able to kick in and do what it needs to face the stressor and then come fully back down. So in a stress profile, I get to see the full view of what's going on in their body, their body's ability to respond to stress and then to recover. Janae, I have to ask, like, and this this is really my ignorance, I guess, or probably just watching way too many movies. But I mean, a part of me thinks like, is this like a lie detector test? Like you're hooking somebody up with all this stuff? People I mean, because that, that that's going to stress them out, right? <laughs> so specifically skin conductance. Um, so what I'll do is put sensors on someone's middle finger and ring finger. And skin conductance measures the stress response by way of the sweat glands turning on. So oftentimes with a lie detector test, that's one of the main ones that they'll use is 
as the sweat gland production goes up, the skin conductance number goes up, which generally means sympathetic dominance is going up, stress response is going up. And so sometimes that's how they will use it. If their stress response is turning on, they may look cool and collected on the outside, but internally it's showing that something else is going on. Now that's not really fail proof because if someone one doesn't really believe that they did it or psychopath doesn't really care and their stress response isn't turning on, but that's a whole other thing. But yes, definitely some of those. So you gather and certainly I, I thought of the lie detector too, but I was also thinking of um, what Gottman did at his Institute where he was actually taking data uh, dealing with, with marriages. And, and I think a lot of the same stressor stress response there. So you're, so you're gathering a, a lot, I'm going to imagine a lot of data. Mm-hmm. What, what do you do with that data? Like, I, obviously there, there's different readings, but how do you incorporate it into the actual counseling session and, and part of the therapy? So typically a whole section, a whole session is doing a stress profile. And then what I do is I go in and look at all the raw data and I put it together in a report. And then the next session that we have together, we go through and we review it all. I look at them individually, you know, skin conductance, temperature, all of that, but more just looking at the whole picture of, okay, how is your autonomic nervous system functioning right now? How could that be playing a part in how you're feeling how you're processing things, the the symptoms that you're presenting with and coming in, and what are some techniques that we can utilize just at a body level to begin to hopefully balance the nervous system. Because balancing the nervous system, raising our heart rate variability, all of those things, studies have shown over and over again, raises our ability to regulate our emotions well, to be able to respond to stressors, to be able to think more logically, activate our prefrontal cortex more responsibly. So um, it really does have an impact on the whole picture. Janae, what are some experiences you've had in which you've been able to witness in the effectiveness of biofeedback in, in helping clients? Yeah. One of, the, one of the analogies that I use with my clients that I think is really helpful is I like to incorporate this body piece because I think everything that we experience, we experience at all the different levels. And so if we're able to incorporate supporting our body, then we can support how we're feeling and how we're thinking. So if you imagine it as if I'm going into a grocery store, hungry versus full. If I go into a grocery store and I am, I haven't eaten all day, I'm super hungry, what I'm going to do, I'm going to buy things impulsively. I'm probably going to be more irritated. I'm going to get way more that's not on my list because I'm not as stable at a physical level because I'm hungry. Versus if I go into a grocery store, I've just eaten, I'm satisfied, I'm full, I'm much more likely to respond well, not impulsively, get what's on my list, be emotionally level and stable. And so that's what I feel like incorporating the body can be really helpful with in the process. So like an example, I got um, a referral for a client who was, like I said, already seeing a therapist, they were doing some trauma work, um, but they were experiencing daily panic attacks and just triggers would come on nowhere. And it was really affecting their, their daily functioning. 
And so we did a full stress profile. I could see that in her within her autonomic nervous system, the body was just having difficulty coming back down, allowing her to recover. And it was responding like really impulsively to stressors. And so we just started incorporating what we call resident frequency breathing. It's a specific breathing technique that syncs our respiration and our heart rate. Um, and basically, overall, it just raises our heart rate variability, which we can get into what heart rate variability is if you want. But um, we just got her on a course of that. We started practicing it um, in real time. She was able to see as I have her hooked up, okay, this is what's going on in your body when you're breathing this way. It, it activates the relaxation response. It's raising your heart rate variability, um, which I think that alone, just getting visual feedback can be really powerful for a client. Um, but then just her regular practice of it within a month or two, she went from having like daily multiple panic attacks a day to one a week. Um, and that's really all we did together is she discontinued working with her therapist. So just basically stabilizing things at a body level and her being able to see, I think this is a huge thing too, is oftentimes when things are happening in our body, we feel so out of control, especially like I was talking about with our autonomic nervous system, it kind of goes by itself, right? So if all of a sudden it's flipping out, my heart rate's going up, all this stuff is happening. Um, we feel like I'm out of control. I'm crazy. Something's wrong with me. But for them to see visually, okay, my body was responding to this because of this, because this happened. And this is what I can do to bring it back down. Um, that sense of control is huge. If I'm hearing you correctly, I get the sense that a lot of this, it's almost kind of like a psychoeducational piece. Like the person can see what's happening and, and it's an opportunity just to show them demonstrate kind of like using the hand model for the brain especially with talking about trauma like just how effective that is especially with the visual presentation of what's going on is, is that right are we hearing that correctly i provide a lot of education right in the beginning um because i i really do think it's foundational if we can understand what's going on in in our body and then see the effects of it um it's just a whole different ball game and it, you know, with trauma, when you think about, you know, if someone lived in a home, whether they felt emotionally unsafe, physically unsafe, um, their stress response had to be turned on all the time. <laughs> and so they were constantly on high alert, constantly having to um, be hypervigilant. And that literally trained their nervous system to live more in the sympathetic dominance. Well, fast forward, they become an adult. Um, they're still, their autonomic nervous system is still functioning that way. So no wonder little things in our environment are quick triggers. And then all of a sudden they're feeling a certain way. Um, and so when we're able to kind of process that and provide education around that, it's like, oh, okay, this wasn't my fault. This isn't my own doing. Like something happened where it shifted my body, but there's things that we can do. Um, and that's, that's what I love about what we do in general, but specifically about this is God created us to be able to change and grow and heal. Um, and that hope piece when they're able to see it at a physical level, I just, I love. Yeah, that I, I'm, I'm fascinated with this being someone that, that you know, my, my, 
past was in a, an engineering scientific world. So, so data is something that I can relate to very, very closely. But I think one of the neat parts is um, this is this is deeper than that. This is a spiritual component. You know, we are a mind, body, and, and spirit or soul. And I think you're you're seeing the fruits of that that biblical concept, biblical truth, where you're able to pull out all the pieces of it and see how we operate as as a whole, as a you know a mind, body, and spirit. And I'm, I'm guessing some of your experience in you know the theological arena has really probably helped with this. Am I correct? Yeah, definitely. I I feel like. A lot of, like I said, I teach yoga, you know, we talk about this body stuff and oftentimes within the church, I won't say everyone, but it gets lumped into like Eastern religion or, you know, things like that. And what one of the things that I love about this is I'm able to present, no, this is literally how God created us. And, you know, it's not something over there. It's something we can utilize in the here and now, even as a part of our faith. Um, because God created it. He knows. He knows what's going on in there, and he wants us to heal as well. Janae, we, we understand that one of the benefits of using biofeedback is to help with emotional regulation. I think you mentioned that even earlier today. Um, can you describe, as a counselor, how using a combination of biofeedback with the traditional kind of talk psychotherapy, how that can be more effective where or when it could be uh, the combination of both instead of just simply the talk? Yeah. Um, it's different with every client, but majority of the time, like I said, I provide a lot of education on the front end and I will traditionally talk to the body first. So kind of like I was saying with the grocery store analogy, I want to start stabilizing what's going on in the body so that emotional regulation, our ability to process thoughts and all of that um, increases within our talk therapy as well. So I will primarily start there. We'll do a stress profile, that type of thing. Um, and then what I've seen is people are just better able to then process and to be at a, at a verbal level. Um, I do, I still incorporate a lot of CBT. I do a lot of mindfulness, um, kind of incorporate the whole picture there, but having a more stable body base just increases the abilities in every other area. So you mentioned earlier interest uh, at the beginning, uh, how you got involved with it. Is there any specialized training uh, certifications if someone is interested in, in biofeedback that they would need to go through? Yeah. So the way I started, um, HeartMath is a, it's a company that does a lot of training with specifically heart rate variability biofeedback. And so I started there just kind of learning about the body. I got trained with them, became a practitioner through them. And then I wanted to learn more. And so I ended up doing a full autonomic nervous system biofeedback training. And with that, I became board certified this year, but I had to do, you know, a couple of years of you have to do a full training, you have to um, do mentoring under someone, you have to do a certain amount of sessions with all the different areas of the biofeedback. 
um, there's an exam, things like that. So, yeah, I mean, there's definitely ways of, of learning and processing depending on what level you want to go to. Yeah, that's, that's great. Thank you for that. Um, cause I'm sure, like I said, we, we don't get a lot of this, so I'm sure our listeners are, are curious, uh, for those that, that, you know, want to explore this even, even more. Um, and maybe Jeff, we can maybe put some of those links into the description, uh, as we, as we post this, because I think it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, to me, it's an interesting thing. I think again, just having that data of that mind, body and soul aspect of it, I think is, is essential. And, and you mentioned too, I, the hope piece, um, you, you know, I think when we see things, um, it helps clarify things and it, it also increases that level of hope. So uh, I can imagine that it is a powerful technique and, and it sounds like you've seen the, the fruits of this in, in your profession. Yeah, definitely. It's interesting. I see it from multiple different perspectives. So one client that I had had come in, they were experiencing a strong sensitivity to smells in their environment and having a really strong like anxiety attack reaction to it. So any little smell that they, there was ones that, you know, produced a higher reaction than others. Um, And as you can imagine, as you go throughout your day, walking through a city, you smell all different kinds of things. So it got to the point where they, it was just affecting them on a daily basis and constantly having these anxiety attacks related to smells in the environment. So they came in, we did a full stress profile, like I said, um, and we started actually doing some exposure therapy with the biofeedback, which is a whole nother way of using the biofeedback that is amazing because they get to see in real time what's going on in their body, if their stress response is being activated, ways to bring it back down. Um, So we started exposing them to smells within the therapy session. And what was so interesting is within the context of the therapy session, they didn't have strong reactions. Their, their, their stress didn't go through the roof like it does, like it did at their job or at home. Um, and it was really interesting because what we got to start to process was it wasn't really fully about the smells, but about the lack of control around the person, not being able to control their environment about the level of stress that they were experiencing just at a low level all the time. So anything was kind of triggering them. And so we were able to get into the emotional piece of it. And that recognition was huge that they probably wouldn't have been able to see any other way if they hadn't seen through biofeedback, like, oh, it's not really the smell. It's something internal that's going on with me. Janae, that is so cool just to be able to present to the person what's really happening, right? That body, soul, mind, heart connection. Like, well, here's what the body's doing. This might not be actually what you think is happening. I mean, that is so, gosh, the truth will set you free there. Uh, That is so cool. So thanks for sharing that. Just real quick before we wrap up, like where can people turn, you know, just to read more about this This is like a good textbook, a good book, a theory book, a research book, anything that you could recommend and we'll included in the description today? I think a a classic just for mind body stuff is the body keeps the score, which I'm sure a lot of people listening have read or heard of. Um, Dan Siegel stuff is amazing. 
I don't have the title right in front of me, but I will give it to you. My um, boss has actually written a couple books. She's an expert in this field um, about biofeedback and how to incorporate it into everyday life. So I can give you that link as well. Um, but yeah, I'll, and I'll give you a couple websites, the, the biofeedback board and all of, they have tons of like webinars and things like that, where they talk about different things. So if you want to learn, there's definitely resources out there. We'll be sure to make sure your boss doesn't know that you didn't know the title of her works. <laughs> I, know. I read it. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, too, right. when I'm mixing them in my head, so I don't want to say one and mess it up. So. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah, that is great. And thank you for providing those resources that um, I think that would be beneficial to our listeners. And and thank you for coming on today and just sharing uh, a little bit about what biofeedback is, your experience. Um, Again, I I know it's a broad topic. I know that we probably could spend uh, several more episodes kind of picking it apart, but I think it was a great overview of what it is and really the benefit of it. Um, I know I'm I'm interested even more hearing about uh, what you shared today. So thank you for spending some time with us and and uh, giving that information to our listeners. Yeah, no problem. And even I will say even not having the biofeedback, as you do some research on it and look into it, there are mind body skills that you can incorporate right into the therapy process without having to have all the equipment, um, which I think are really, really beneficial as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, my my supervisor uh, terms that as an emotional core, working on the emotional core, much like you have a, you know, the core muscles in your body, but uh, there's also an emotional core, that emotional intelligence or abilities. And I think you're, you know, a lot of those exercises and techniques help to build that. Well, Janae, thank you again uh, for being on. Uh, it's greatly appreciated. We're always honored and humbled for our guests to come on and spend some time with us, with uh, with our listeners. Um, so thank you again for, for investing in, in us and our listeners. Um, Jeff, we, we are into the summer months here, um, but we do have uh, a couple episodes planned. Um, I'm looking forward to our our episode with me and you, but I know we have a couple other guests playing. Can you just share a little bit about what's on the docket for the summer for us? I mean, I'm most excited about interviewing you. However, uh, <laughs> well, you're the, you're the, uh, distinguished award recipient. Yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. I think we got to find out more about that. Anyway. So, um, <laughs> we have a, a buddy of mine that I went to undergrad with the university of Scranton, the Scranton, like the office Scranton, uh, he is a clinical psychologist, uh, studied at Baylor. He's teaching at Franciscan University in Steubenville. And he's got a great talk on YouTube called Restored in Christ, just kind of integrating uh, all of this together in, in the context of healing uh, for Christians. So we're going to have him on. That's going to be a lot of fun. And then we finally landed, after many recommendations, we finally landed Dr. Yolanda Tyree, uh, if I'm pronouncing her name correctly. And that's going to be awesome because she's a real rock star. Uh, so we're pumped to have her on and then we'll just keep uh, plowing through. I also reached out to this big, like super popular guy in England, who's really big on the chemical imbalance myth. He wrote a couple of books on this most recently, I think the book called cracked. So I reached out to him. I haven't heard from him, but I'm going to keep hounding him until he says no or yes, because that's going to be really cool. So that's what we got coming. Good job. Thank you for that. Um, 
yeah, please stay tuned. And we got a lot coming up, a lot of neat guests. Uh, we enjoy offering this this content to our listeners. Make sure to check us out on any of your podcast platforms, Google, uh, iTunes, Podbean, whatever you use, like and subscribe. You know the drill. Uh, we appreciate all the feedback and all the um, all the the interest in what we do. I want to thank again, Janae, for spending some time with us. Thank you, Jeff, for being an amazing co-host. I want to thank everybody for listening, and I hope everybody has a wonderful and blessed day. Thanks.